All right. Hi, everyone. We are on part two of this interview that we started last week with Mr. Rick Bressler from KD Capital Investments. And we're going to dig a little bit more uh, into the technicalities of uh, lending money. And we want Rick to kind of like touch base on, you know, risk and stuff like that, you know, because there's people out there that have never done it. There's people that uh, have their money always in like, you know, the stock market, the regular venues where you can uh, park your money. So let's talk rick a little bit about risks and differences between you know lending money in the private way versus you know going on wall street and um putting your money there and uh, the risk of you know stock market for example or mutual funds yeah how would you compare you know private lending in real estate to like investing in the stock market i, I guess or, or the traditional way of bonds and things of that nature all right so i haven't been in corporate america had my 401ks, you know, I've seen them go up and I've seen them get killed, right? They mostly get killed. I love, uh, I don't know if anyone ever, uh, I'll pitch a name, Tony Robbins, yes. yeah. money master of the game, right? Absolutely. So there's a real good chapter in there about fees and how you, know, you just don't make money. Yeah, the people uh, that make the money is the people collecting the fees. But what's really interesting, one of my, one of my biggest investor partners, who is the one that's got about a million dollars with us, uh, this person also has about a million dollars in the market mm -hmm. with this very exclusive uh, financial advisor financial advisor in, in New York. And you have to have at least a million dollars for him to manage, manage your money. Manage your money, of course. Right. Had to make uh, six figures from so, you. So I was, I was going, man, I wish I had that extra million dollars in my lending yeah, yeah, because you, yeah, you know you can deploy it right away. And, 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 but her thing was, I need to diversify. And I said, you know, and I agree, you know, you, you do need to diversify. And but, So let me know how that goes. So it was how, two how weeks. How was she feeling last week? So was two weeks ago. Week? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So after a year, you know, I was asking her how that was going. Hit, yeah. And she's gone, oh, I've already lost a couple hundred thousand dollars. Now with me, you know, she'll make probably with everything else we're doing with her she'll probably make a hundred forty hundred fifty thousand dollars right. with us mm -hmm. versus about losing. a little, little less money losing a couple hundred thousand so then she made this statement well as soon as i get back to even i'm going to get that with you guys and i just kind of said well man i hate to see you try to get back to even and never get back to even because the market just had a good three-year run mm-hmm and there's all this resistance, and there's all kinds of things going on around the world. I mean, there's just a lot of headwinds. You kind of have to study it. That way you can use those signals against the market itself so you can tell your, your private investors, hey, man, this thing right here, it doesn't look like it's going to go up anytime soon. It looks like it's actually trending down. Give me yeah. your money for it. Yeah, give <laughs> me your money before <laughs> it goes, you know, south. And, you know, the brokers will tell you, yeah, we well, go back to the depression. You know, the market average is 7 8% a year. You know, you're going to make money. The market's going to go up. You, you know, you, Don't get it, your money out. If you take it out, that's when you <laughs> lose. And, you know, to me, it's you want to sleep at night. Do what we do. There's, as, what we do is about as safe as you can do, especially for the, you know, for a return of, let's just say, 10%. And, or, and or why more. is that? You know, let's touch base in, on why is it considered a safer uh, venue to invest your money than the stock market? For, and and know, I know the answer. I just yeah. want you to, you know, say it out for our audience. So, and this is what we do. This is why we're in the, we're in the game. There's, there's lots of stuff. But the main, the main thing is you've got a piece of real estate that fixed up, you know, is worth 
let's say, $150,000. Mm-hmm. And the whole game is, can we get that house for, let's just say, it, 70% less repairs, right? That's right. kind of the golden number. It's hard to do, yeah. and we have to cheat on that, and we can still make deals happen. But the goal is get the house for 70% of the ARV, less repairs. And if you can get that, then there's equity in the property. If things go bad, the worst case is we may break even. Yes. Now, we have never had an investor lose money. Mm-hmm. We've lost money. Right, yeah, because you are the face of it. Every once in a while, a deal goes bad. Uh, the rehab went bad. The contractor did basically a lousy job, and you can't salvage the money that went into it. you got to right. start over again and do it. And you, um, uh, So if you've been in the business, you, know, you do 200 deals, you may have two or three bad ones. That's just, you know, that's just <laughs> but, the way it's going to go, right? But hold on. Uh, when you say... The investor did not lose money, but you did. Well, remember, he's actually, he's got a, a fund. Yeah. No, it's not a fund. So we don't do a fund. We are one of the guys out there. So if you're a non-accredited investor, we're the way you can use your money. If you've got 25000 40000 most of our people are non-accredited investors. Right. And they can invest with us. And it's not a fund. And you don't give us your money. But we're in every deal. So I'm in every deal. We're not, we don't broker deals. There's a lot of brokers out there, private mm-hmm. money brokers, right? So they'll they'll set you up. Here's the, here's the money, and if something goes wrong, these other guys are out there hanging, right, right? Right, right, So we make sure that our investor partners will not lose money. Mm-hmm. They'll at least at the minimum get their principal back, and but almost every one time they got their principal back only. Every other time they've got principal back plus interest. So where else do you get that? Right. Uh, so, so okay. So this is a, a difference from that you present from all other private lenders that I've. We're different than most. Yeah, exactly. Because you're guaranteeing pretty much that they're going to get at least their principal back. They're I not going. Li- they're not going to lose their principal, and so there's risk there. I mean, we take personal risk, and one of my uh, lawyer, real estate investor friends, who was at our show, I mean, at our meetup last week. Okay. Um, he is. Uh, he calls himself a financial engineer. Right. And he is. He's a financial wizard. He leverages leverage on top of leverage. Right. Um, and minimizes risk. So he thinks we take on too much risk, and we might. But if you're making solid deals, the risk is still minimal. And if you're going to lose, maybe a little bit, right? Uh, so we don't do bad deals. If we, yeah, we'll just say no. Okay, but in case, and you just mentioned there are deals that unfortunately go south you foreclose on those properties i guess pay them their principal so the the investor is secured and you take the hit you personally take the hit to then go out and do whatever with that property fix it with money from your own pocket so then you can turn it around and then sell it and you know you find the contractor and you do everything yeah for example you you don't put them in that position where their money is at risk Right. So, for example, this recent one on the on the on the east end where we had to take this house back, it's uh, probably worth three hundred fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. We had about a two hundred and it was a two hundred forty thousand dollar loan. Um, so we never f- actually foreclosed. Uh, we've always did uh, mutual deed in lieu of foreclosures. Mm-hmm. Now we also get some grief about that. Well, yeah, foreclosure is better than a deed, but we've never had a problem doing a deed in lieu of foreclosure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a, you know a handshake. Uh, it's better to do it that way, and and it's cheaper so, too. And we and and this one had a huge problem. The uh, the the builder was never going to get this job done. 
Okay. Um, he has $70,000 problem he couldn't solve. And fortunately, Terry, Terry's amazing. So if you get a chance to deal with us, you deal with Terry. You don't deal with me. You deal with Miss Amazing, uh, <laughs> Terry Ramirez. She had a guy who came out there and solved the problem that this guy couldn't solve for a year for a third or fourth the price. And it had to do with the city and getting permits. Right. And right. it wasn't going to happen uh, with this builder doing it. So actually it was a win-win for everybody because unless we stepped in, the deal was never going to get done. So we came in, we got the legal work done, we finished the job, we paid the contractor off with our own money. Now we've got a couple of investors in the deal. They're not making interest right now, but when we sell the property, we still, there's still going to be forty, fifty thousand dollars of profit. He'll get all of his interest and then some mm -hmm. uh, when this deal closes. I see. The other deal, we're probably going to take. So the, the two are going to end up balancing out. We're going to probably lose forty thousand dollars on, right? And our investor will has already made some interest on the deal. Mm -hmm. He'll get his principal back on that one. There's no problems. He's not going to lose any money. We take care of that. But he still made uh, probably 7 8% on the deal overall. So mm -hmm. that's, that's what you get with us is that we backstop it. We know how to go take care of problems. Mm -hmm. Right, because you've been on the flipper side as well. So you know how to take over the property. And I'm an engineer. So yeah. engineers are problem solvers anyway. Right, 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 right. And especially with the projects I've worked on, you know, these multi-billion dollar projects mm -hmm. in my day de in, my, in my history. Right. These job these projects are easy, but you, uh, you just got to stay with it, right? You just got to work the you problem. You got to push through them. And you got to have energy too, right? And so we've got the flipping experience. You know, did a lot of the stuff myself in the old days. I did everything the hard way myself. Right. right. So there's very little I haven't actually done. Uh huh. So uh, we go in. We know what needs to be done. We get the right contractors. We got because of all the loans we do, we've got a wide variety of contractors. I need a guy that can go put a sewer line in. I know who to call. I gotta do tile. I gotta do paint. I gotta do roof. Gotta do ace. Yeah, no, we, got we got our. We got You guys. still have your your old ruddle. Uh, where is it? Ruddlex. <laughs> yeah. You know, if we get a guy out there tomorrow, we can get a guy out there tomorrow. Because what we also do is take care of your contractors. We someone says how much, I say okay, that's the price, and then I usually give a tip on top of it, right? I, I see all the time on Facebook uh, on all these investors groups that are out there looking for contractor investor friendly. Well, investor friendly means cheap. cheap. <laughs> well, that's what you're gonna get. You know, you're gonna get cheap. Um, you, you get you get what you pay for. Uh, you take care of your contractors, they'll take care of you. If you're trying to beat them up on every little thing, um, it's just not going to be a good relationship. But on the other hand, our contractors, they'll take, uh, they'll take advantage of people. Um, yes. So that's just where the experience factor comes in, mm -hmm. right? And if they know you know, and they know they can't pull one over on you, they're not even going to try. Yeah, the way we mitigate that now, um, after, of course, being ripped off by a few of them, is that we go, look, What's your labor going to cost on this project? And this is what we need done. We're going to put the materials, and we'll put them on site for you, or we'll pay for it at Home Depot or whatever we're buying it. You're going to go pick it up, whatever agreement we get. But they don't get paid unless they work. So they go do demolition, they get paid. After demolition, they go do the first phase. Then they get – usually we work on the exterior first to change the curb appeal of the house. 
But it might be the case to where they're working outside and boom, starts raining. So now they they need to go inside and they can't finish on the outside. So you start working with them to where you start paying them as they go. And then at the end, everybody's happy and nobody gets ripped off. And if they don't do the job, then hey, so be it. You didn't work, man. You, you're not getting paid. By the way, you're probably going to get fired. Right. Now, and that, that's how we do our draws, too. Our draws right. match that, right? So we'll do a draw when work's done. A lot, of, a lot of investors, they want the money up front. And sorry, you know, we don't front rehab money unless there's an, ex, there's an exception is um, I don't want to really plug it, but I'll plug it because I like, I like uh, Elijah on anyway. Fast Track. Mm-hmm. Fast Track's got a deal where they want a third, a third, a third. Mm-hmm. And so if I got using someone like Fast Track or one of the other ones, that I got no problem with, but they got the reputation. I know they're going to go in there and do a good job. And so if my borrower is using them, I'll pay in advance because Fast Track needs to get paid in advance to get going. Right. That's the exception to the rule. <laughs> right. Uh, but it's contractors that you know, you know, they have, great they have won that, you know, uh, right or that privilege of uh, getting paid ahead because, you know, they got a track record. They've earned their stripes, right? So now, Exactly. Now, l- let's take a step back to the original question, you know, stock market, uh, mutual funds versus real estate. So I guess from what you're saying, the reason it makes more of a secure investment is because you got that collateral. That's you know, right. there's that real estate, which we like to, you know, tell people, like Ricardo says, that even if the house burns down, there's an insurance on that property that's going to pay to either get the house rebuilt or some money it's going to be paid where you don't lose your money. I mean, what what investment can you do in Wall Street where if the stock goes down no, to you, zero, you, you got an insurance that's going to pay you whatever that, you invested? That doesn't exist. You can't <laughs> exactly. put insurance on stocks. I um, know. And, 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 and again, that's – but at the same time, there's a myth out there that real estate is completely secure. You'll never lose money. I, I mean, it, it doesn't work necessarily that way either. It's a lot more secure than many investment vehicles, but – Yeah, you, you still can lose money, maybe not all of it, but, you know, you, you got to watch out what you do, invest with people that know what they're doing, you know, case in point, you know, uh, Rick with Capital, uh, KD Capital Investments, because he has the experience, he has been doing this for over 30 years, and he just said it, you know, they don't loan money on deals that are now deals, you know, that they don't see the equity there, they don't see, uh, or, or the contractor that the buyer... It's uh, or the investor is using, they know for a fact that you know they're not good people, and and that's how you avoid or you mitigate those uh, risks the best you can. Right, so we'll do it just like a bank does. You know, require we do our own desktop appraisal. We don't charge people for appraisal. So a lot of hard money lenders they need to because they're getting institutional money. They're gonna hire some appraiser and, to go out and there they and look get at it. it. But we, you know, being private money lenders, we don't have to. But we definitely want to know. But the area that's one of the most important things is what is the ARV because mm-hmm. the ARV is what it is what it is that's as, after repair as, value for after, people that know. right assuming you did a certain standard of rehab mm-hmm. now there's another discussion not only I'll just touch on it. there's flip re, there's flip ARV and then there's rental ARV yeah they're not the same <laughs> and a lot yeah. of investors get get mixed up on that they think uh, that flip ARV is their ARV when they're going to do it as a rental And you don't put the same finishes on it. You don't do the same stuff. We actually do it backwards. We we do always a flip a flip uh, rehab. And if it doesn't sell, okay, you rent it. But we know we did the best we could 
to get it to the higher standard. Right, uh, and that's so you you got best price, best quality, right? Which you, and, but not everyone follows that. But that's the best recipe, right? Best best quality, no, so best price. Some people are you know are buying property specifically to rent them and it, you know hold it. So yeah, why put yeah. why put you know hundred dollar doors <laughs> in a property that you know you can get like fifty dollar doors. That do the same job. Uh, it, they may might not look as pretty, but if it's a rental, I mean, who cares? Um, but uh, yeah, I see, and, and that's the difference that Rick is talking about. You know, flipping uh, ARV versus a rental ARV because uh, you don't you don't put the same materials. Um, you might want to put like something like a almost indestructible vinyl <laughs> yeah. in a rental house versus a house that you're gonna try to sell. Uh, you want to do something a little bit better so it sells for uh, you know good money. So the other, yeah. So the other things we do is we we definitely want to know what the ARV is. We will drive by the property and look at it. Uh, you know, it's like get a sense of the neighborhood. Yeah, uh, all that the neighborhood, but like the guy says it's fifteen thousand dollar rehab. I'm going. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's more like yeah. thirty-five thousand. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, so some people have no idea, right? Until you've been baptized by fire, sometimes you don't really realize. Oh, don't the know. wholesaler told you it's a fifteen thousand dollar rehab, so he's telling me it's a fifteen thousand dollar rehab. It may be for a good guy doing it himself, but if you're going to go get a retail contractor, mm -hmm. it may cost you thirty. Mm -hmm. And there's your profit margin. So we go look at the property. We have a, we've got a good idea whether it's a ten dollar, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty dollar square foot rehab. Uh, based on roof, AC, cabinet, you know, all those kinds of stuff, right? We also, but one thing we, we definitely want is a survey. We probably have 15% of our deals got survey issues. Even in subdivisions? One of them. Yeah, I, I, should, I should mention names because some of these guys, you get yeah, told yeah, yeah. about. Let's try not to name but, names. But, but one of these well-known uh, wholesale companies out there, Got $5,000 non-refundable earnest money. And I've been mean, got to get the survey. You got the survey. I've never seen this before. Three sides of the property, three sides, not one, not two, three sides of the property were over the property line. Over what? Over the property line. So they're okay. it's, it's sides encroaching and back. into three properties. It's, it's three properties, right. So the guy had, so what that means is there's no chance that of, uh, when he finishes the house and gets it refinanced, a mortgage company is going to finance that. No. So your time, you know, so you need to fix it now, which is a bunch of trouble, or so get your money back. Much. The wholesaler says, "Nah, you know, I'm not going to give you money back." I go, "What do you mean he's not going to give you money back? This is, you know, you know what we, you know we wholesale, right?" Yeah. And uh, a week ago, we had a guy that came over and said, "Hey, I want that house that uh, you got down in Brazoria." And it was on a Friday afternoon, and I asked him, "Say, where do you live?" That was the first question. He goes, man, I live in Humble. And I said, are you sure you really want to go flip that house in Brazoria? It, you're 180 degrees out, you know. For me, from here to the Brazoria house is like, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour. For him, it's double the time. And he's like, yeah, man, I, I'll do it, you know. And he had the check and everything uh, with him. And he, he put the earnest money down. He signed the contract. But it was Friday afternoon, so no time to take it to the title company. I said, look, man, think about it. Um but congratulations, you got yourself a house, and he left. Monday morning, he calls. He said, man, I thought about it. I, I can't do it, and I know that I signed a non-refundable earnest money on the bus. I said, come get your check, man. Yeah, And that's yeah. the way it should be. It should be a win-win. This company out there, oh, just, you know, and this guy had done several flips successfully, right? 
And if it hadn't been me, if it had been another private money lender who didn't know what they were doing, they probably found it. Let this guy close this deal, mm-hmm. put all this money in this house. He would never be able to sell it. It would be a rental forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the guy couldn't afford for that house to be a rental forever. Um, so again, those are the things that. And when you sell the property, if you're going to flip it, you got he's going to have to have a survey anyway from the yeah. mortgage guy. Mm-hmm. You might as well go ahead and absolutely get it now. If there's any issues, you deal with it before you close mm-hmm. or don't close versus having a problem that could cost you a fortune later. So some of these things actually help the borrower. And I say 15, 20% of the time, there's issues on the title that, you know, even in subdivisions. But um, someone will put a pool in an easement. Yeah. All right, well, you're either going to have to cover it. You're going to have to fill that, <laughs> fill that thing in or it's going to be a rental because a mortgage company won't lease it if it's sitting in the middle of a utility easement. Yeah. Because the guy didn't know when he put the pool in. You might uh, get yourself electrocuted if you get in the water. Not only that, man, but the, the, you put a pool in the easement, and then the city needs to come back in and, and run a new sewage pipe or something, you know. That's it. They just destroy your pool because you're in the middle of their way. So mm-hmm. a so bank is not going to put money on something that they know is going to get destroyed. So we see this stuff, right? We see – we so we look at every detail. We look at the HUD closing statement. You know, title companies make mistakes left and right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you think, uh, you know, here's a HUD statement. No, there's – when I get the first HUD statement, there's probably at least five things wrong with it. <laughs> right. Know? And you've worked with – and that's what Terry – Terry's uh, amazing working with the different title companies in town and helping the borrower keep from getting uh, – Screwed. Uh, yeah, hit or, up with junk fees. Or, or – well, just hit with mistakes, right? And um, – so every every little detail, we make sure the house has got the uh, homeowner's uh, insurance on it. Mm-hmm. If it's, we don't like flood properties. But if you want to do one, just you have to be sure you get the flood insurance. We don't require flood insurance on the flips or short-term loans. Yeah, yeah. But if you're going to do a house that's in zone AE, then you got to get the flood insurance, and um, just to mitigate that risk. Yeah. Um, so we try to mitigate all the risk. We've got the experience. Um, you know, we do stuff in Galveston. One of the things we did was, um, I'm going to brag about this one, HGTV went down and shot uh, a series, a new series that's going to be called Restoration Island. Okay. And it's going to start airing probably in March next year. So this is going to be the new Fixer Upper show. Okay. Uh, Restoration Island. Restoration okay. Island. It's going to be airing. So they did, these guys are amazing. Michael and Ashley, they're amazing at restoring these turn-of-the-century homes. They take these homes that are getting ready to be condemned by the city or other really bad stuff. They turn them into complete jewels. jewels. Yeah. So we did eight loans. It was a you know $1.2 million loan to rehab these eight homes. So these guys are out there rehabbing eight homes. At the same time? In five months. Okay. All good. of them at some point were in different phases, right? You talk about uh, coordination, much of stuff, logistics. Right? So that was a great experience. Uh the way we got into that deal was a foreclosure we had to take back in Galveston. You know, so this is where sometimes bad things turn into great things, right? We never would have met uh, Michael and Ashley if it hadn't been for that foreclosure. Okay. And we had to go take that house back and finish it. And along the way, we met them. And then next thing you know, we're loaning to them. And then now... The camera crew shows up and you're like, what's going on here? <laughs> I'm on the camera. Who knows? I may be in a couple of shows. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, so you, like, you'll make a good actor on one of those shows, man. And uh, I, I got a picture of me taking a picture of the crew, right? You know, them, them filming me. <laughs> or walk behind the house with a 
sign that says Katie Capital Investments. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, um, maybe, maybe just uh, yeah. the little shirt, you know, Katie Capital Investments. You Funded know, we're this deal. <laughs> so I'm gonna put yeah. a little plug. So the Dix deal, like like Chip and Joanna did in Waco, you know, they put a bakery in in Waco, right? Right. And they got a, a little store. So now when people go to Waco, they want to see this place, right? Uh-huh. So now these guys uh, are put or buying an, uh, a property that they're gonna put a restaurant on on Broadway. Okay. Because they want a place for people when they come to Galveston to check them out. They've got a place to go eat and hang out, a little you know restaurant and stuff. So we're going to be looking for funding to help fund that restaurant. Well, the acquisition of the building. Right. Uh, that's coming up. They're going to close it sometime in late December. We got a little house down there that you can use as a cafeteria or something. Yeah, I have one more bar your house. I'm down there all the time looking for free places to stay. I don't know stay. if you want to stay there right now, but. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so if anyone wants a piece of, you know, wants to be part of that little project, it's kind of cool. I don't even know if you fit on that neighborhood, to be honest with you. <laughs> hey, so, so those it, are some of the fun things. Turn. It, it is turning. Actually, I drove by the other day, man, and I, I was surprised of all the flips that are going in that one street. But Galveston, look, when this show hits and they start seeing these homes, Galveston's going to start on fire, Ricardo, right? We need to wait another – when is it, March? So the show starts airing in March. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll sell the house, like, summer next year. Yeah, have, summer. Have it ready to go, right? They uh, they do some really neat stuff. It's going to really bring uh, a lot of attention to Galveston. Okay. And then hopefully then they get a second season. Well, the shameful plug, if you want to flip a house in Galveston, hit us up around june july next year and we have a house that we can uh wholesale to you well actually now that now that rick is uh talking about that hgtv show i've i watched it before we met um or just right about when we met i got offered but from my sister who's a producer in hollywood um an opportunity to go and be part of a, a reality show on flipping houses and i told her i said look I'm go- because she asked me, can you send me some before and afters? And I said, sure, but they all look the same. And she's like, no, it doesn't matter. You send them to me. So I sent the pictures to her. At the time, I probably had done, I don't know, 60 or 70 houses um, collectively throughout all the years. Now it's way above that because, you know, I've, once Dennis and I got together and, and Jose and Brian, um, we just went and bought a bunch of stuff. But uh, back then... Um, I sent the pictures and she's like, "Yeah, they didn't like them because they all look the same." I said, "I told you," and she's like, "Yeah, they say you're you're too boring," and I was like, "No, I'm not boring. I'm just I just have a system and my system works. So why would I deviate from the system?" We need to start painting houses red and purple you know, and we need green. To, we need to think about 2019 <laughs> because you know it's funny you say that. I was driving with uh, with somebody this week and and um, with Shane and. We were down in Angleton, and we were negotiating a house on Saturday over there. Yeah. And um, I drove by, and I was like, Shane, I, d- I did this house here. It's rented right now at X amount. He's like, oh, okay. And then I drove by the other one, and he's like, dude, they all look the same. Yeah, they're all 2015 houses. <laughs> How do you know the color on the exterior is the same? So in, we started doing the same color on the exterior for the houses. It changes every year. That way we know what year the house belongs to. Huh. It, it, it's that's not really the reason, but 
we sit we down every the reason. <laughs> <laughs> every year we sit down and say okay which colors are we going to use this year so, and we get that color code to all our guys so they don't be i mean they don't need to be asking us the entire year what color are we going to paint this house do you have the code no oh. we gave it to you at the first at the beginning of the year so that's what we're going to do so anyways we're we're running out of time according to our director so um Rick this has been really really nice you know you know learning a little bit more about you know the private or the lender side of private lending because we're always on the borrowing side which we never had a private lender come to the podcast uh we had Keith but Keith is more like the private lender podcast I'm gonna say hi to Keith out there Keith Baker yeah um have you been to his show yet no, I, I'm gonna have to get you on. Uh, uh, I have to get uh, get you in with Keith. Uh, you you'll be a very good asset. He's on my to do list. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be a good asset to him. Um, but we'll, um, we'll make the connection. But um, yeah, we want to thank our audience. Uh, we want to thank Chris, uh, Rick, and especially for being also a sponsor of the uh, of the the event in the Katie. Event in Katie. Um, and we invite all of you. It's going to be December 10th. December 10th. So be there early, 6 p.m. If you're in the KDA area, area just hit us, and, and we'll let you know, you know, the address, uh, time, and all that. But uh, Rick is going to be there as a sponsor. He'll so be buying you beer. So <laughs> you can't you can't say no to free beer, you know? All the holiday cheer you can drink. Exactly. <laughs> so, again, thanks, everyone. Uh, remember to share this show. Look, KD Capital Investments. Reach out to Rick. If you need private funds, go ahead and send him an email. He's going to ask you some questions about the property. He's going to want to know if you've done deals or not. They rather work with, uh, you know, experienced Season investors. investors yeah. uh, but they might have a change of heart here and there, you know, and, and take on a new guy that wants to, you know, get their first flip done or, or whatever. You, or you might have a slam dunk deal that even that though you're can't new. can't refuse to put money on, you know. <laughs> uh, but reach out to Rick Bressler, which is R-I-C-K-B-R-E-S-L-E-R at katiecapitalinvestments.com. Write that down, okay? Phone number, 713-408-2740. Ask for Terry or Johnny. They'll take care of you. Make sure you got the address of the property. You make sure you got something under contract. Don't call them saying, hey, can you can I borrow some money for some flips that I want to do when I grow up? No. Make sure that when you call them, <laughs> You got a house under contract because they, they're going to put a lot of time and efforts into getting you qualified and getting your, getting your deal qualified. And if you don't have a house, then there's really no point of going out there and asking for money. Am I right or yeah. wrong? Yeah, oh, absolutely. But come meet, yeah. us, come meet us at these events. Ricardo, you and Dennis do a great job, and you're knocking the ball out of the park. Thank you. And I love your future plans. You have some great plans, and looking forward to being a part of that and it's a pleasure to uh, help sponsor y'all's event thank you so much and by the way rick is going to be holding the mic at the the december 10th event he's going to talk about i got this the title there is something about the Aww. the secrets <laughs> behind private money i mean something is going to be off the park i'm telling you uh you don't want to miss this event in katie on december 10th at chevrolet bottom venue it's uh West Timer and I don't know Cinco Ranch area. Look it up on our on our Facebook side uh, on on cash flow marketing. And with that being said, we're gonna put it on the notes. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put the the this this podcast will go out next week, so we'll make sure we get these two out uh, in the next two weeks live. Now, if you're listening or watching, okay, this is new for you. So, anyways, I don't want to hold you guys up. Thank you so much for being out there. Don't forget to share, hit like, hit like and subscribe. subscribe. Turn on the notification button on the YouTube channel. 
and send this to your mama, your grandma, your grandpa, whoever. And if somebody's got money that they want to put to work with Rick, make sure you give him a call. Uh, but before you call him, you call me. No, I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> uh, we're all here a big family. So thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Bye.